This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about all the news from training camp, like will the Redskins sign Michael Vick? We hope not. And the O-line report. And of course, the return of Tom's Trivia. This and much, much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening, yo? Yo, 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 yo. Dude, what? it's football season. It is football season. Greetings, my excellent friend. I am pumped. Dude, you are not as pumped as I am. I am dude, so pumped. I am so much more pumped than you, dude. More pumped than you are, dude. No way, dude, dude. I'm totally more pumped than all you guys put together. More pumped than you are, dude. Did any of you guys watch the Hall of Fame game the other day? I, did. I have I to say I watched thing. as much as I could <laughs> before I turned it off for because it was like watching Division Three football. Yep, I watched it too, and I watched it until the Vince Young horrible interception. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched it shortly after that, and 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 I have nothing. There was nothing of note after that to mention at all. What about you, Josh? Did you watch it? I w- yeah, I watched the whole game actually. I and, yeah, you know, the whole thing. It, it, it wasn't even unbearable to watch To catch a couple of balls there uh, playing for Buffalo since he's not playing for Dallas. Yeah, it had a different connotation to it. It really did. Anyway. I lied to you guys. I watched the pregame, the whole game, and the postgame, so that pretty much proves that I'm more pumped than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, really dude, cool well, that you watched I the watched, Buffalo Bills I watched play. Total Access that night till 2 a.m. How about you, huh? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Well, you guys were watching that. I pulled out my old DVD of Super Bowl 17. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can we can safely say that we are all pumped and ready for football season. We're ready to see the uh, – Redskins uh, roll over the Ravens on Thursday night. That's right. That's right. The other night was the Hall of Fame game. Of course, the Redskins were in the Hall of Fame game last year because of the induction of uh, Art Monk and Daryl Green at the same time. Now, just like the Bills were in it this year because of Bruce Smith, who was also a former Redskin, but really known as a a Buffalo Bill, and uh, the owner of the the Buffalo Bills as well was inducted. Um, Um. and I totally drew a blank on his name. Ralph something. Ralph Wilson and Ralph Wilson, Wilson Stadium. Yeah, duh. The guy was ninety like 90 years old. Years old. Yeah. Yeah, and he just made the Hall of Fame. This speech. I saw his speech. That was that was the only one that I got to I I, I got to uh, watch. And the first thing I started looking for was where's Art Monk because I knew that he was going to be there to honor the people of the next class. And he'll probably be there every single year he possibly can because he's that kind of a classy guy. And he was there. He was there in the back row, like the newbie row, up on stage Mm -hmm. with uh, Fred Dean from the 49ers. They were the only two I saw from last year's class. I didn't see Daryl Green. Um, I only saw Ralph Wilson's Wilson's speech, so I don't know if Daryl Green was there at all. but, But I did not see him. But I did see Art Monk, and I saw sitting in front of him to his right or left uh, the viewing audience has left, was good old Michael Irvin, who was facing away from the, the uh, speaker. He was the only person on stage not looking at Ralph Wilson, and he kept rubbing his nose a lot like every time they showed him. So I don't know if he was needing a fix. He was, like, getting jumpy. I don't know. He was probably but, uh, reminiscing. Yeah, Michael Irvin was there, too. He was probably reminiscing to how we booed him off the stage last year. He didn't want to come out on stage we were booing so much. Damn, Boomer had to uh, – 
talk him into coming on stage. He was all like, oh, I love Daryl Green and Art Monk. And everyone's like, Boo. you suck! <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, well, dude, you guys, speaking of other Dallas folks, you know who's up next year, right? Emmett Smith, uh, yeah. Emmett Smith is eligible next year. He'll go straight he'll, in. He'll probably make it first year, I would imagine. I'm sure he will. Hopefully, Russ Grimm will finally make his way in there. Well, see, that's what I wonder. You got these guys like Emmett Smith, these first-year guys coming in. That uh, it's going to make it tough for some of these guys that have kind of been waiting, you know, waiting on the ballot for a few few years now. Dude, Emmett Smith yeah. will go in first year. That's what I'm saying. That that's exactly what I'm saying. And yeah. what he's going to do is he's going to take the spot of someone else that's been waiting for a long time, aka Russ Grimm. Yeah. Yeah, but he's yeah. a running back, and Russ Grimm's just a lowly lineman. Just, see, and that's the perception. That's the problem. And we've all had we've the all problem we have here, dudes. That's it, dude. We've all had this conversation. You know, people. Yeah. You know, it's hard to be a standout lineman. People seem to put that on. They they have that stigma that they're just a lowly lineman. Lineman. Yeah. But we all but anyway, know the importance you know, of lineman. Congratulations to a. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to to Bruce Smith. And all the other you know, former Redskin. He'll he, he'll be known as a Bill, former Redskin. Virginia native, went to Virginia Tech, born in Norfolk, lives in Virginia Beach. Drinks you know, in Virginia despite Beach. Despite his, his DUI issues recently, you know, congratulations to him and all that good stuff because he deserved to be in on the first ballot. Yes, so, he did. You know, did he he did have 200 out? sacks. Did he get those DUI things sorted out? No, he uh, he appealed the 30-day suspended sentence that he got and, like, you know, 50 hours of community service or whatever it was. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Right. But uh, he's, they appealed it, and it's it's still pending, so – and he uh, did have 200 you know. sacks. Don't forget, he had over 200 sacks. You can't argue right that. Right on. So. Right Anyway. On. Speaking of defensive linemen. Hey, hey, hey. Hold on. There's my cue. <laughs> Speaking of defensive linemen, Fat Albert. Anyway, Fat Albert apparently is going to be held out of the first preseason game versus the Ravens this Thursday evening. What do you guys for think the about fluid that? Thing? Um, I don't. I'm I thinking, didn't say. I didn't see what why, but I had they're basically like, holding him out and giving him. It sounds like he's going to be seeing less preseason time than Clinton Portis because why? for a guy who's never dollars. played more than. But he's never played more than 13 regular season games in a season. $100 million. And he already has a sore knee. So I I can see John's point that we'd rather have his $100 million be spent on a regular season game than a preseason game. I I would much rather him play, you know, at the new Texas Stadium in the regular season than against the damn Ravens in preseason. They need to dock him a few mil then. Plus, think of it this way, dude. Think of it this way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's already made the team. It's not like you're going to cut your $100 million man. But there are some defensive linemen that need to try to prove themselves that are going to get more playing time. So that's Dude, a good thing. That's true. We're going to uh, – some people have been speculating that uh, either Golston or Montgomery might end up at the uh, the low end of the totem pole and may not make the team in the final cut. So those guys, someone they're going to have to uh, prove – Prove themselves on the field, one man gang, Lorenzo Alexander, another guy. 
They're not going to make it? Who's going to make it in their stead? Well, you, they can only carry so many defensive linemen, just like every other position. It's it's the uh, it's the um, what Marcus Mason odd man Alabama. out scenario. Odd man out. He's behind Liddell Betts and Rock Cartwright again. Huh. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Speaking of running backs, it sounds like Portis probably won't play in the first game as well for the, exactly the same reason. That's don't fine. We got. Don't forget we uh, we have the versatility of Mike Sellers. And we already know Absolutely. what Portis can do if he has an offensive line. <laughs> yeah, Portis is getting up there. He needs he needs as much rest as possible. I I would almost you know I want to see him in one series in the last preseason game. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. And so he's Mark, running back, and he's he's getting up there. He's going to be thirty soon. I don't know exactly when, but he's like what twenty eight, twenty nine now. Yeah. So also they have this other dude to look at. What what's the guy we got from like the Argonauts or whoever? The kick return uh, running back on, guy, Aldridge or uh, something like that. Working, working. And uh, anyway, we got a few young running backs to look at. Marcus Mason, that Aldridge Again. dude. Um, so they can carry the rock in the preseason along with Rock Cartwright. I think the guy you're thinking about is a uh... Dorsey or something. Dominique Dorsey. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, so we can see what they can do. You give them a shot. Yes, sir. And um, moving right forward from that. Right forward. <laughs> the bill's going to show you American SpaghettiOs. Show them your O-face. It's time for the O-line report once again with Josh Allen today. Josh Allen. Just kidding, Josh. I was throwing you a curveball. It's really with John Adams. <laughs> John has done his oh, homework. I'm sorry. I was drinking my beer. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Let's Let's see. Again. I thought we were getting new music for that. Dude. Dude, I still like the music. I still like it, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'm anyway. Sorry. I'm not ready for it. Oh, I don't like the music, either. <laughs> All right, here we go. Stephon Heyer is looking to start Thursday night against the Ravens in the meaningless first preseason game. Um, Bridges sprained his ankle during the uh, during the scrimmage on Saturday, Fan Appreciation Day. Um, and let me let me do a little note that I read about Fan Appreciation Day, and this was coming out of the Washington Post. Uh, the Redskins announced that there were 29,000 fans at Fan Appreciation Day this year, just barely beating out the record, the previous record of 28,000 from the year before. However, this reporter who will be, uh, who will remain nameless because I can't remember who it was, um, he had said on the Washington Post that, uh, he and other reporters were commenting to each other, 29,000? There's so many, there's so many fewer, so much fewer people here this year than there were last. There were big open areas that were completely filled with fans last year that weren't filled with fans this year. So they're wondering how the uh, Redskins got their number. Um, I'm figuring it's the guys who do the season ticket. <laughs> the same way that they, um, you know, say they still have a waiting list for the season tickets, but call me like 10 times a season. 200,000 person waiting list. Yeah, and the guy was like, allegedly 29,000 people showed up to this game. Allegedly. Or to the scrimmage. Allegedly. So anyway, uh, Bridges, Jeremy Bridges, sprained his ankle, so he's not, He's. it looks like he's not going to play Thursday, which is a disappointment. I wanted to see him play. Yeah, I wanted to see him too. But 
but Hire needs all the work he can get, in my opinion. And Mike Williams is looking to play Thursday, so we might be able to see the biggest fat fatty of all out there. Nice. Yep. Um, yes, sir. Let's see how he's going to do. That'd I'm really looking nice. forward to seeing him play, dude. Yeah. I have been ever since he signed, and now that he's lost uh, 112 pounds, I'm even more interested. You know, if we can pick up a couple more linemen, maybe we, maybe we can move him to a tight end or fullback because who can he who who could get around him? <laughs> tight end, dude. Tight end. <laughs> he can go out for some passes. That'd be dude, we awesome. got tight ends. We got tight ends. You know, oh, that's right. Yoder, Yoder, Yoder. He could be like and Fred Davis, who I think is going to have a good year this year. I he, think so too, and they're saying he's going to get a lot of play during the preseason. Um, I, yeah, I read an article Fred about Fred Davis skills. today. Did you guys read that article about him and um, how he's like? Is it about when know. he went into Zorn's office last year and was like, "What do I need to do to play?" And Zorn was like, uh, "You need to uh, grow make up, us quit you on the field." Sleeping. <laughs> he was like, "You need to like be a professional." He's like, "Yeah, you need to make us put you on the field." You need to uh, become a professional. Earn so, the trust of the coaching yeah, staff. So allegedly, he's looking better and turning the heads of the coaching staff this preseason. Right, right. A little, little variant on the O-line because the tight end is really part of the O-line. So I wouldn't mind um, seeing him in some of those two two uh, tight end sets. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, get, and don't and forget we got Yoder out there too. Yeah. And if they can get Davis blocking and stuff also, you know, if they can shift and get him blocking so that Cooley can get downfield a little bit more, you know, I think Cooley will uh will have a bigger year. Um Well the thing the thing guys that I've noticed about Fred Davis in, in watching some stuff from him in college and seeing him even on the field in limited play last year, dude has good positioning of his body and he can catch. Mm-hmm. And if he and Cooley, you know, despite all these damn wide receivers in their hammies, you know, if we can get one of them out there and then and then Cooley and Davis out there, they can't double team all of them. Yep. You know, that's one more than we had last year with just mm-hmm. with Cooley, just Cooley and just Santana Moss. So but anyway, let's go back focusing more on the O line here. Um this was an interesting thing I read from CBS Sports. They're reporting that Chad Reinhardt is actually pushing Randy Thomas for the starting uh, right tackle or a uh, right guard job. You serious? Really? Now I haven't heard this anywhere else. Have you guys heard this? No, I have not heard it anywhere else except from your report. Anyway, that, we'll saying? see. Wait, wait, what are they saying? They're saying that Chad Reinhardt is pushing Randy Thomas for the starting job at right guard. The only thing I've seen about that is I saw a quote from Joe Bugle saying that he was like night and day from last year. Reinhardt. Right. Now, the only thing I can think of is Randy Thomas is, is having he's, – he's sitting out a lot of stuff because he's, he's coming back from his head or his neck uh, surgery and, you know, he's getting kind of old. So I I can't imagine hmm. I can't imagine Chad Reinhardt taking over for him, especially after seeing his his really poor play in limited time last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But the, maybe the only thing is Randy Thomas. Maybe they're worried about him injury wise, kind of like kind of like Jansen was last year when it was like you know Hire's not great, but he's better than Jansen is, and we saw that in preseason. So maybe we'll get some answers Thursday night. Maybe. Right. I'm looking forward to it, except I won't be able to see hey, it until Friday. That's right. And even, you know, <laughs> Pete Kendall is still a free agent. 
That is true. Is he really? He is. No one has picked him up yet. Dude, Old who is it? Kendall. He could come back. He could bring his walker back to Washington. <laughs> Mr. Kendall. We got some tennis balls for the bottom of it for him. And you know who I haven't heard very much at all about in the preseason, dudes? I haven't heard hardly anything about hey, Dockery. Dockery's been oh. quiet. There's not They've even said him. he's pretty much, you know what that means? That means he's doing his job. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no one's commenting on him. Like, exactly. No. When an offensive lineman, when no one's talking about an offensive lineman, that means he's doing his job. That's the way that the job is. So basically, the it's the right tackle. The most position in football. He's always like, oh, yeah, he's doing all right. So the right tackle position is the only one in question there. Start. Right. That's the one with the Hire and Bridges and Mike Williams. That's kind of in flux between the three. But right now, Hire is the incumbent. He is he is listed as the starter on the uh, on the depth chart, which actually came out uh, just, a, I think, a day or so ago. Now, dudes, I did see I did see an article a couple of days ago on Dockery. I mean, I know it's been quiet, but basically, he was. They were talking about how he's the only offensive lineman on the Redskins to have participated in every single practice during training camp. The only That's one. That's not good. The only one. Everybody else That's was out, hurt, something or another. Yeah, Derek we all Dockery love Chris Samuels, but he's had a lot of injuries. He's having a hard time yeah. coming back this year too. And he was breaking down at the end of last year. Yeah. Actually, they, Derek Dockery was talking about being able to work against Albert Hainsworth and how it's really benefited him. That it's, um, you know, it's been good for him up against Hainsworth. So. Dude, I, I can imagine. I mean, that makes total sense. If you're going against the best defensive tackle in football, it just makes it's, – it's, it's, you know, it's like in baseball when you're in the on-deck circle and you got all the weights on your bat and you're swinging it around. It's all heavy, and then you knock the weights off and go up into the batter's box and you swing for the first time. You're like, oh, my bat is so light. This is easy. I, ex- I fully expect there to be some of that this year, and especially next year as long as Hainsworth doesn't, you know, completely – implode like a Dana Stubblefield type guy. Yeah. You know, if you're if your offensive lineman get to go up against the best of the best in practice every day, it's gonna make Sunday so much easier. Can I can I point something out here too on the Pete Kendall thing since he's still a free agent? Redskins <laughs> gave up two picks so they could get Pete Kendall. If you all will remember Was it a three and a four? I I believe so. Do you remember I think it was, yeah. But and now I guarantee is, you, if we haven't here, he is sitting out there in free agency. I yeah. guarantee you, if we have another injury, though, just want to point that out. Calling him, he's, he's he's one injury away. You know, when was it like ten years ago? They were calling Jeff Hostetler at his like ranch out in West Virginia, trying to get him to come back. Well, maybe Kendall hasn't been picked up because the Redskins have him on some sort of retainer. In other words, they gave up picks for him. You know, he's in their back pocket somehow. Huh? Um, just, I don't think just so. a theory. Just a theory. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Anyway. He is one of those guys they could call in a pinch if, if they start dropping like flies. That's right. Yeah, they could do that. What else we got? Is that it for the O-line report? I, I think that about did. wraps up the O-line report. Um, moving forward, um, Michael Vick's agent was in Ashburn today. And says there's no chance that Vic will sign with the Redskins. No way. You guys have anything to add to that? Nope. Um, I did. I did note notice that uh, or hear that. 
I'm sure this is old news that Tony Dungy is mentoring Michael Vick. Oh yeah, that's old news. Yeah, but he does that. We did talk about it. uh, Trouble Utes. I think it's a good thing. And you know what? And and here's I'll add one more thing. One more thing I have to say about it with the Michael Vick thing. No matter where he goes, if there's something good that can come of this, that can come of him making these mistakes and coming back and being able to do something good with his life and set an example for other people, I think that's a good thing. That'd be fantastic. And that's what he's trying to do with all the public service that he has to do as part of his sentence. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, hopefully he really does believe he made a mistake, but I find it hard to believe that he's sorry. I think he's just sorry he got caught. But that's my own personal opinion. Time will tell. Time will tell. But, but anyway, guys, the reason that Vic's <laughs> agent was in uh, Ashburn is because he is also the agent for Jason Campbell, Leron Landry, mm-hmm. um, and a couple other Redskins. So he wasn't there. Allegedly, he wasn't there to uh, to uh, try to finalize any kind of deal with Vic, who is apparently very, very close to signing with the team in professional football. Well, why was he there Canada talking about Campbell? Or Universal or whatever. Yeah, but those other dudes are already signed. Well, we we wish him yeah, well, good and point, uh, dude. we'll see we'll see what comes of it, and that's all we can say about yeah. Michael Vick. You know, you mentioned yeah, Leron Landry. Point, yeah, that's true. You mentioned Leron Landry a minute ago, John, and, and it actually made my heart kind of ache a little bit because for some reason Sean Taylor uh, flashed in my mind, and yeah. I just wanted I just want to say, you know, let's not forget Sean Taylor. Um, he will dude, he will be missed yeah. for a long time on this team, especially as we go into a new season. That's that's going to be something that that Redskins fans are going to think about for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, if we still said Sean Taylor, our backup safety would be Horton. Yeah, Can you imagine <laughs> how deadly the, the secondary of our team would be. They'd be fantastic, and it's just really sad that that some some Utes, some trouble Utes, made some really stupid mistakes. Oh, and I'm glad you brought that up because there is news on that front this week that the uh, the one defendant in this case, the Sean Taylor murder trial, who had he had copped a guilty plea, um, and then he decided to renege on that and he wanted to come back and say no, he wanted to uh, go to trial, and he's actually come back again and said no, I am going to plead guilty and testify against the other guys. So that that's the latest on the Sean Taylor uh, murder trial at this juncture. All right, dude. Well, you either did it or you didn't. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, en- enough about that. Moving forward, and other news from Redskins camp. No surprise here. Moss, Kelly, <laughs> Devin Thomas all have hamstring issues and have been missing some practice. What else is new? So, yeah. There goes my theory about one of those receivers stepping up. Well, not yet. They still have time to turn it around before the season starts. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit once we talk about the preseason game a little bit because I, I have a uh, I have a sleeper on the Redskins roster that I think is going to step forward this year. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll save it. We're going to talk about the game. We got we got a little uh, thing we're going to talk about with that. All right. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Well, I guess we could go on into that. The Thursday night is the uh, first preseason game in Baltimore, right? 7.30 p.m.? That's right. 
And it is the game number one. And it is airing on NBC. Is that correct? Is that what we hear? Um, I don't think I have not heard anything about that. I heard something the other day airing on NBC, although that may be a local affiliate. So I believe uh, that's that's local because I think here in the uh, Greater Tidewater area, it's going to be on CBS. I think. Interesting. Okay. Um, Comcast is the the carrier, but but local affiliates always uh, take precedent during preseason, so you don't get to see um, Jeff Bostic eating pizza on the sideline or anything <laughs> like that as much. Well, let's just say this: the game's at seven thirty. Check your local listings for uh, for stations uh, that you That's may right. find the game on. In the Greater Washington area, it's going to be Comcast or NBC Four. Um, yeah, check your local listings, folks. If you're on DirecTV... Of course, you can always listen to the game at, um, what is it, ESPN 980. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, ESPN 980 is the flagship of Red Zebra Broadcast. And they're starting their coverage at 3.30 p.m. on Thursday. Solid. There you have it. There you have it. And I wanted to point out... I'm knocking off at 3 o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, 3 o'clock. Well, on Friday, if you're not in the D.C. viewing area and they black out the games like they always do here, even for preseason... Then NFL Network is NFL Network is re-showing the Redskins game. I believe I checked it, and it's the next day at 3 p.m. Friday at three. So set that's a convenient time. set your TiVos. Set your that's a convenient time. <laughs> I think they're also showing it like in the middle of the night sometime too. It's going to be on like three or four again, times on Comcast. Again, let so me say that's a com- that's a convenient time too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, so Thursday night, seven thirty against That's Baltimore. That's right, and and the uh, the starting lineup, the you know, it's it's preliminary at this point, but the starting lineup has been uh, um, announced for that game. Let's see if I can pull that up here again while we're uh, while we're moving on here. Let's see here. Um, it's looking like uh, well, it looks like Clint Portis is going to be out, so Liddell Betts is going to be starting. Um, Rand, Stefan Heyer is starting. We're not sure about Randy Thomas. Hainsworth's going to be out, but we might see Cornelius out there. Um, Carlos Rogers has been back at practice finally. Um, After a hangnail injury. Yeah, truly, because that was making him not be able to catch the ball. <laughs> Incidentally, when I saw that yesterday on Comcast, they were like, Carlos Rogers returns to practice, and they showed him, like, jogging, and he turned and caught a ball like a receiver, and I was like, that is not Carlos Rogers <laughs> in that helmet. That's got to be somebody else. Oh, man. But speaking of cornerbacks, when we get to the Thursday game, we all know the starters are going to be out there for all of all of maybe ten plays, um, especially on defense because the defense is stacked. We know that. So who who are you guys looking at on Thursday night in the scrub section, who are you guys looking at to maybe make an impact and, and, and make their way, if not onto the team, at least onto the practice squad this year? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about here. Um, and it's somebody that we've been hard on for the past year and a half, you know, uh, Sick. Justin, Justin Tryon, um, uh, Justin Tryon, man. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this guy play on Thursday and, uh, I'll tell you why, um, a number of reasons. One, we've been ragging uh, on him. One of them, hard. one of them is being that we used to dog on him the entire last season. <laughs> exactly. We've been ragging on the guy pretty hard. That's one reason. Another reason, I read this great article in the Washington Post. It actually came out uh, yesterday, and um, 
basically, it's um, it's interesting uh, what what's happened with this guy, and he, um, you know, he had a he had a rough time last year, and unbeknownst to Justin Tryon, Justin Tryon's mom wrote an email, Daryl Green, asking Daryl Green if he would please mentor her son. And she wrote this Get last year. She wrote this last year. Um, this is Justin Tryon's mom. She writes this last year to Dale Green at the beginning of the 2008 season. Dale Green does not answer this email. He lets it sit in his box. Well, for some reason, something happened, and Dale Green comes across the email in March and realizes, crap, I never responded to this lady. Um, so he tracks down Justin Tryon's mom and apologizes for not getting in touch with her sooner. Um, then immediately got in touch with uh, Justin Tryon and basically said, look, come to Orlando with me and we'll do some work in Virginia as well. But uh, Justin Tryon ended up spending six weeks with Daryl Green. Um, Daryl Green, uh, you know, basically mentored him. He has, I guess, a program that he works on. It's called um, Training Technique and Attitude or something like that. Um, and supposedly, uh, he's done, he's just improved great strides to the point where Daryl Green said, um, that he's definitely qualified to be a starter and that he's putting his reputation on that after being with him for six weeks, seeing what I've seen from him, hopefully he'll have his chance to be a Redskin for a long time. So when Daryl Green, when Daryl Green says something like that about a guy, uh, Daryl Green protects his brand very staunchly, as we know. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so for him, I'm to, looking forward. like you're saying, wow. Yeah. For Justin uh, Tryon's you know, mom to be able la- to get his email address, man. And and last year after he was drafted, Justin Tryon basically came out there all cocky and was like, "Yeah, I can't. You know, I'm going to take one of the positions from the starters. I'm so great and all this stuff." And basically, Daryl Green told him, "Look, you don't you don't talk that smack talk, you know." He's like, you prove yourself on the field and just shut up, basically. And until uh, you run down Dorset from the opposite side of the field, from out <laughs> of the camera view. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. Well, Justin Tryon is five foot nine, so he's pretty damn short for anyone in pro football. Not shorter and than Daryl Green. Daryl Green is a a short individual himself, as far as as far as football is concerned, and he. Always, he made his reputation on his speed and his skill. Um, right. So maybe, maybe it was kind of one of those. Oh man, you know he's got skills. He's a short guy like me. Maybe I need to. Uh, I should bring this guy into my my wing and and help him out. That's a really cool story, dude. I'm pretty sure that Daryl Green's five eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is and a cool story. You are correct. Like, why don't you shut Jerry up Gray. and like do what I did? You might make the uh, Hall of Fame someday. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry Gray then has now said, you know, cornerbacks coach Jerry Gray said that uh, Tryon has done a tremendous job. He said, am I afraid to go play him? No. When a guy shows me he's going to work hard in the offseason, he's going to deserve chances to go out there and play. Well, I'm interested to see what he can do because we had him dead to rights after last year. Oh, boy, did we. We were calling for him to get cut every week instead of some other people. Yeah, um, but and apparently he keeps a picture of Daryl Green in his locker in the locker room, and uh, he says nice. that Daryl Green is like his inspiration now. He looks at that and says, 
you know, I want to be a, a Hall of Fame guy like Daryl Green someday. You're the <laughs> Is this Karate Kid? Is that like from well, Karate Kid? Well, I'm looking Kid at two? the depth chart right now, and Tryon is listed as the uh, the second team uh, right cornerback behind D'Angelo Hall and opposite Fred Smoot. There so, you go. Interesting. But you know what? And and moving in on with that uh, with our uh, little topic here. The person listed behind him on the third team is the Redskins' third-round pick this year out of Maryland, Kevin Barnes. Kevin Barnes, yeah. Who's listed? I'm oh, really is Carlos Rogers listed on the first team? Is Carlos Rogers well, listed on the first team with who? First team with D'Angelo Hall. Oh, okay. Right. I'm really interested in what Kevin Barnes can do. You know, he shaved off his dreads. Um, Kevin Barnes, incidentally, six-one, um, out of Maryland. Can he catch? Well known in the uh, on the uh, the kind of the viral video thing from last year because he hit a guy from a uh, Cal. I think it was a running back from Cal. He hit him in a uh, in a big game, and the guy from Cal. I don't believe he even made it off the field before he threw up. He puked. No, he didn't. And actually, oh, no, he didn't make Redskins it off the field. Book, you go to RedskinsBook.com. We put that video up there from YouTube. It's the guy from yeah. Cal. It's the big hit, and then you see the guy puke. It's like, dude, it was a huge hit, huge hit. And you know, I mean, he's he's six one. He's four inches taller than a person like Justin Tryon, and that makes a huge difference. And for someone who has to go up against, you know, large six five, six four, six six receivers in the NFL nowadays, because there's a few of those, as we know, that the Redskins always have to play. So, you know, yeah, but- sometimes you need that height in there. And I'm really interested to see Kevin Barnes playing on more of a on a professional level and see if he's going to be able to cut it and push his way into a starting job um, past maybe Justin Tryon, maybe past Fred Smoot, because we all know Fred Smoot is uh, is a uh, I think he's in the waning years of his career personally, mm-hmm. just judging on his his play last year as a Nickelback. Hey, dude, and maybe if Tryon and um... And Barnes can develop. We'll have some cornerbacks for years to come. For years to well, are you saying that you don't think that Carlos Rogers is the uh, cornerback of now and the future? Uh, he might be the Fred Smoot of the future. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I got funny. I got one more for this topic, but I'm going to pull back on that and then let Aaron pick his in case his is the one that I'm going the second person I'm going for an offensive player at this time. The dude that I mostly want to see playing the game, I've already pretty much yeah. said it. Mike Williams. Yeah, all right, we're fair enough. I've been waiting to see him play since he signed. I'm pumped to Why? see him. I think it would be very interesting. B- Just because he was a BFF and now he's not? Well, dude, you guys know how I love he's Trey Johnson. How I love Come Trey back, Johnson. Cinderella story? I just want to see him bowl over some people. Oh, and also, I want, you want to see him pull on a counter tray and just like destroy some people down the field like Trey Johnson used to do yeah, back a, in the 90s and how the Hogs did back in the 80s. Yeah. and uh, Absolutely. If I can pick more than one, can I pick more than one? Sure, sure. I want to see the um, this Dave Rayner dude take out Sweezum. Oh, <laughs> man. I think I think that's that's already. Take out who? Um, Sweezum? Yeah. And I want to also see, and I also oh, yeah, want to see some, I want to see some stability with, uh, 
hunt you know um hunter the punter just to uh just to see it and like be at ease for one play during the games yes sir uh, <laughs> a report from um i think i don't remember if it was training camp or the scrimmage but the but uh barnes and swisham did a uh plus 50 yard competition for three kicks for field goals um and swisham missum swisham went one for three and Danny Barnes went three for three. Dave Rayner from distance. Dave Rayner. Dave Rayner. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Barnes and and Rayner on two different pages. Here. Not Danny. Bar- <laughs> you said plus, Danny Barnes. <laughs> I thought it was plus fifty five. Plus fifty five yards, right on the. Uh, yeah, it was fifty. Yes, it was. It was fifty five plus. There you go. Fifty five plus. Yeah, I did read that. So I'm looking forward to seeing him kick plus. all preseason. I, I think they need to just go ahead and cut Sweezum right now. Yeah. Being he was the worst field goal kicker in the NFC last year. Anyway, dudes, I think um, we should take a um... – Oh, dude, 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 dude. I, I got one more. I want to throw out an offensive player there for mine. And, Josh, if you want to do one, you know. All right, go ahead. As well. Go ahead. Um, you know, we were talking about the receivers earlier and how everyone's got a hamstring injury. And I know I – I've railed against this as soon as I heard it, and I've talked about it nearly every week. But I'm kind of looking forward to see what Marco Mitchell, the seventh-round pick wide receiver, can do. Uh, the guy out of Nevada, the Nevada Wolfpack, as opposed to the NC Wolfpack, NC State Wolfpack. Um, I'd like to see what Marco Mitchell can do out there because I know he's kind of a big guy. Dude can uh. Dude's got some skills, and I know he didn't play in a big conference, but I, I want to see what he can do out there. See if he he uh, is somebody that might be able to uh, to move his way or make his way onto the the playing field. If not, at least the practice squad. I know right now he's listed as a as the fourth wide receiver behind Marquise Higgins, the former former uh, quarterback for the Virginia Cavaliers. Wait, wait, a few years Marquise ago. Higgins is above. Randall L. Marquise Higgins is listed as the third team. Oh, third team. Uh, wide receiver third along team. with DJ Hackett. Right now, second team is Kelly and Thomas. Um, Moss and Randall L. are the first teamers. I saw um, Hackett make a few good uh, catches on the video from the from the uh, fan day scrimmage. It'd be interesting to see what he can do, too, yeah. Um, I'll, I want to see what Marco Mitchell can do. All right, he'll be in in yep. the fourth quarter, dude. You can see him then. Sweet. And if you guys want to take a look at videos of all of our picks uh, from this year's draft, you can do so. Go to redskinsbook.com, and there is a video section there. Um, we did post a video of all of our picks, at least playing in their college days. And for our new listeners, what exactly is redskinsbook.com? Redskinsbook.com is basically an extension of Harry Hog football. For those of you who are – Facebook or other social network users out there. We've created a uh, social network just for Redskins fans here at Harry Hulk Football. It's called Redskins Book. Uh, obviously, then the the URL, the web address is redskinsbook.com. Um, it's totally free, uh, like everything we do at Harry Hulk Football. Get on there, sign up, log in, um, start uh, communicating back and forth with fellow Redskins fans. Join a group, you know, have fun, and and remember, if we see a Cowboys fan on that site, we joke them first and then we kick them out. Yeah, they don't. They won't last. No Dallas fans allowed. And 
We can do that. And it's totally free. It's run by us, Harry Hog Football, HarryHogFootball.com. So it's it's one and the same. And eventually these sites are going to be integrated together. Yep. And on another note, if you guys are Mac users and are planning on ordering Snow Leopard coming out in a few weeks. Commercial. Commercial. Why don't you just go ahead to our site and click through there and we get a percentage from that. We get like point eight oh three percent. No, we get 8%. <laughs> Whoa! Which Dude, is that's huge. Nice. That, that's that enough to nice. like uh, maybe buy us a new hog line. We've had people saying, "Hey, what's up with the old hog line?" Well, <laughs> it was given to us for free, and it was then taken away. So, uh, if you call the old hog line number, you're not going to get anybody. Um, you're going to get someone's some... fax number, so don't call it. <laughs> that's right, because it's going to burn so, your ears. Uh, Maybe if enough people, you know, buy a T-shirt or something through Amazon or book a trip through Hotwire or whatever through the Harry Hog Football website, um, it will allow us to uh, actually purchase a real hog line telephone line. Don't we sound pathetic? Go ahead. Yes, and, uh, that's right. And we could and... get a secretary like the chick from Ghostbusters. There and with that, exactly. and with that being said, and dudes, with that being said, I think it's about time for us to take a break. I think so, I think we, too. And on, <laughs> hey, why don't we, why don't we the, take a break uh, and come straight back into Tom's Trivia? And on the other side of the break, dudes, we're coming into Tom's Trivia. It's his first Tom's Trivia of the season. So I hope you guys enjoy it thoroughly. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Hey Josh, it's Tom calling with the trivia. But my question for this week, uh, in honor of the Hall of Fame game, is what is the Redskins all-time record in the Hall of Fame game and how does it stack up against other teams in the NFL who played in the Hall of Fame? Well, pretty much everybody except the Ravens have played at least once. And what is the Redskins' all-time record? Uh, it only dates back to about 1965, so there's not too many years to uh, dig through. Um, all right, good luck, and send in your answers. Bye. All right, so uh, those of you guys out there that know the answer to Tom's trivia, um, if you couldn't hear Tom, let me repeat the question. Basically, he was saying the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame game that was uh, this weekend, uh, you know, is the traditional kickoff of the season as the first preseason game for the league. Uh, what is the Redskins' all-time record in Hall of Fame game, and how does that record stack up against the rest of the league? Uh, that's the trivia question. What is the Redskins' all-time record in the Hall of Fame game, and how does that record stack up against the rest of the league? If you know the answer to that question... You can send your answers in via email to redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Uh, you could also send them in straight to Tom at tom at harryhogfootball.com. Yeah, and it's good to have Tom's trivia back. We've been missing it all yes, offseason. Tom's been with us since uh, since near the beginning. He's one he's one of our earliest listeners. Mm-hmm. That's right. And right. now he's like a um, now he's like a um, employee that doesn't get paid. That's yeah, right. He, he's like the fifth beetle. <laughs> he's like the fifth beetle. He's and the our, fourth hog. Part-time attorney. He's the fourth hog. <laughs> part-time attorney. He's our part-time attorney. And part-time he's like time the attorney. Tim Reynolds of the Dave Matthews band. There you go. Yeah. 
anyway thanks tom for tom's trivia um yeah dude what else we got dudes um carrie got some interesting notes to uh, focus on i think as we go into the, uh, the, the 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 ending of our podcast today i saw an interesting thing by uh Dan Steinberg in the Washington Post. He was talking about a bunch of very a bunch of different people. Albert Hainsworth, uh, Sean Sweezum. He was talking about Adam Dunn from the Nationals. Um, so I wanted to do a quote here, and uh, you'll you'll understand why I'm saying this one, even though it includes some other sporting people in it. So he says uh, late in his article, quote. So I think the real lesson here is that everybody started out as the opposite of what they are now. Nat Slugger, Adam Dunn, was once a shortstop. Albert Hainsworth was once a speedster. Dominique Dorsey, a blocker, and Sean Sweezum, a hitter. Larry Michael was once a fount of objectivity. That's how it goes. <laughs> End of quote. Oh, man. So for those of you who don't get to listen to the Redskins radio or see the Redskins shows on Comcast where you have to endure Larry Michael um, basically what Dan Steinberg is saying is once upon a time before Larry Michael was hired by the Redskins, he was actually a pretty decent uh, reporter on sports and not the mouthpiece of the Washington Redskins <laughs> and completely unobjective and, and, you know, completely a mouthpiece of Dan Snyder and says whatever he wants to hear Com- from him. Completely the codpiece of Dan Snyder. <laughs> yeah, completely the codpiece of Dan Snyder and completely should be fired and bring back Frank Herzog. Dude, there, I saw something today. It was a little blurb Dude, about Dude, you brought him. a cod piece. Dude, it, I saw this little blurb about him on um, – it was on ESPN 980's website, and it said, Larry, um, the voice, Michael. <laughs> oh, man, Larry, the voice of my butt. He's horrible. The vo- he is horrible. If you listen to a Redskins game and you got Sonny and Sam on there and Larry just makes your ears bleed. His facts are incorrect. He can't – he needs glasses or something because he's always off by a yard on every call he makes. I think that's a first like down, isn't it, like, Sonny? It's fourth and four. <laughs> I think that's a first down, isn't it, Sonny? I don't and think he's he just, got And it. he's just obnoxious. He's just obnoxious because he's one of those reporters that's self-important, kind of like Joe Buck is very – Joe Yuck yeah. is very self-important. He He's worried about – he is more important than the sport. Yeah, and that's exactly how Larry Michael comes across, <laughs> and and has gotten worse and worse every year. He is more important than what's going on. He and his personality, his cult of personality as a sports reporter, it drives me crazy. And we still and think Frank he's Herzog was the exact opposite. He called the game, and that's all he did. Yeah, and we still think how Larry do you feel is about, fan. Um, Have you guys been listening to Vinny Serrato and any of his on his uh, live broadcast stuff? No, no. <laughs> the only thing I want to hear from Vinny Serrato is that he either got quit, they quit or got fired. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Why is Vinny Serrato doing live broadcasting? Seriously, um, because he's is obviously the norm not for he, all of the the general managers or executive dude. blah blah blahs of whatever football team. Vice president normal? of director of parking lots. <laughs> Madness. Well, dude, exactly. he's obviously not—he's obviously not able to do his job as GM. So maybe he's going to try his hand at that for a while. Well, it's, maybe he should stop. I think, Josh, what your point is is maybe he should get the hell off the radio and focus on his job better. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why he's even on there. I mean, do fans are fans like, gosh, I wish Vinny Serrato would be a live broadcaster. 
<laughs> you know, if there's one thing I want to hear, it's Vinny Serrato talking about all the stupid choices he's made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I think that about wraps it up. Look forward to some Redskins action this week. Thursday. Whoa, I want to point something out real quick because this is a this just in <laughs> this just in news because you know I love my wife and uh, she text she actually texted me while we we're recording. She nice. texted me while we we're recording and says NFL Network. She's in the she's in the house watching NFL Network, um, and she's saying. Uh, NFL Network is saying Tony Dungy is reporting that he thinks Michael Vick will get an offer this week. All And then she puts in all caps. All NFL Network will show is Redskins clips while they're playing Tony Dungy's comments. Ugh. <laughs> well, that's not at all surprising. That would not be at all surprising. Vic is absolutely not signing with the Redskins. And you know what we're going to hear tomorrow. Vic signs with the Redskins for $250 million to be a backup <laughs> wide receiver. To be a clip In other board. news, season tickets will be going up 150% this year. <laughs> and there's still a 200,000 people waiting list. Anyway, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to thank my lovely... quick notes. We should call him the Washington Long News. Yeah. Thank my lovely right field reporter Amy for that. Nice. All right, that about wraps it up. We'll see you guys next week. Pinocchios. (laughs) The Washington Pinocchios. Quick notes, Kerry Campbell, former Redskin, former special teams leader, still a free agent, still floating around out there, and former wide or running back who was with the Redskins a couple of years ago has been with the Bengals. Kenny Watson got cut. Don't expect to see him in Burgundy and Gold, and not in the Michael Vick way. Don't expect to see him now. Yep. Benny, you never know what Benny will do. So that about wraps it up, dudes. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan this week, Joker. Joker. Ah. Ah. We'd like to give a special thanks today to Amy.